Welcome to the Restless Hearts Podcast, a podcast dedicated to spiritual reflections and conversations about our journey together as human beings. I am Father Ray DeLugos, an Augustinian friar serving at Merrimack College as the Vice President for Mission and Ministry. Perhaps the most challenging doctrine of the Christian faith is that our one God is three distinct persons. I am not about to solve that mystery, but the theme of generosity the fifth theme of an Augustinian examine does invite me to consider how the Trinity may be the model and pattern that our generosity could take. Understanding our God as a relationship of three distinct persons without dominance or diminishments, each freely choosing to give themselves fully and completely to the others in love, while simultaneously receiving from the others the fullness of their self-gift, is the dynamic we call communion. Communion is unity so deep between and among distinct persons that they are indeed one. That we are created in the image and likeness of this God means that we are also called to this very same communion of giving and receiving with God our creator, with one another in mutual love, and with all of nature in perfect harmony. Communion is our destiny, our purpose, the destination to which our journey is meant to take us. The connection between communion and generosity is that communion happens when I am willing to give everything I am to you and in return receive from you everything that you are freely giving to me while you receive completely and totally everything that I am freely giving to you. When that happens, there is real and genuine love, the very love that is God. The giving and receiving that makes for communion doesn't deplete us because we are as enriched by the other as profoundly and as fully as we pour ourselves out for them. These dynamics of giving and receiving are, of course, the very essence of marriage, the sacrament which most completely reveals in our bodies given for each other, and our blood poured out for each other, that the love that is God is fully and completely present to us. The opposites of giving and receiving, on the other hand, are taking and hoarding, and taking and hoarding are destructive of communion. I take from you against your will, and I withhold giving you anything of myself in return. While I may give you something back, If I take everything you are and give back only a piece of myself, communion is disrupted and the disordered world we know so well is born and maintained and sustained through mutual suspicion, mistrust, animosity, and violence. We are called to communion and the way that leads there is generosity and real generosity involves both giving and receiving graciously and fully and freely as possible. It is certainly not random that generosity is the next to the last, the fifth out of of the six themes of the Augustinian examine. Real generosity starts with the awareness that the destination of our journey together is in fact the state of communion in which we all give ourselves away completely while fully and receiving the gifts of one another. But we need to learn how to do that or else we will do it with self-centered dominance, 
wanting praise and credit and recognition and love for our generosity, rather than have it simply be our most natural state. And so generosity begins with gratitude and the ever-deepening awareness that whatever I may be generously sharing with others is and has been always and already a free gift to me from someone else. That kind of gratitude naturally humbles us as we see how dependent we are on the gifts of others, how needy we are, how small we are up against the background of love that allows us to even exist, much less be aware of ourselves at all, how fragile and vulnerable and precarious our existence is. And from that awareness is born the compassion for others who are just like us. Indeed, humility and compassion become celebrations rather than sacrifices when we realize just how much we share with every other human being and with all of God's creatures. We are one in our shared needs, our shared brokenness, and our shared vulnerability. And yet we are all different. We are the same in that we are all limited and mortal, all frightened and anxious and worried, all facing death and loss and sadness daily. But we are different in that each of us has something unique to offer, something no one else can give to the shared experience of being human. If I hold back my unique gift for fear of losing it, communion is broken and diminished for all, but especially for me. But that's the thing about generosity. While what makes me unique and different from everyone else, what makes me me and not you, are those special gifts that belong to no one else. But those gifts do not belong to me, but really belong to everyone. No one has my talents, my thoughts, my way of seeing and understanding things, my hopes, my dreams, my visions, my emotional responses to everything that happens to me. But while all of that is unique to me, none of it in truth belongs to me, unless I wish to keep it and not share it with you. To make that choice is to stop communion from happening. I deprive everyone else of what only I can offer, and at the same time leaves me lonely and isolated and separated, wondering why my gifts are not keeping me warm or bringing me love. When compassion born of humility arises from arising from gratitude really kicks in, then generosity is the most natural thing in the world. I see your need and I offer you something that fills it. You see my need and offer me something of yourself, and I receive it with joy and gratitude. And we are one, and neither of us is in the least bit diminished. And we then know what love is and therefore we know God. The most foundational characteristic of life in community for St. Augustine is the willingness of everyone to call nothing their own, but to hold everything in common. While the most concrete manifestation of this is what we call the communion of goods, whereby none of us owns anything for ourselves, but everything is the common property of the community, that is merely the tip of the iceberg of sharing. Augustinian community is meant to lead us to the state of communion that is our destiny. And so it is the giving and receiving of ourselves 
and not just our things that is its true essence. It entails the sharing of ideas without dominance or judgment so that each person's unique perspective can enrich the perspective of everyone. It involves the transparent sharing and receiving of our emotional lives so that no one is left alone in grief or anger or fear or shame or joy and all are invited together to respond to the experiences giving rise to those emotions in ways that are fully and completely human. Giving and receiving emotions is far more frightening than sharing of goods or cash. The giving and receiving of time, consideration, courtesy, and attentiveness creates the conditions for the possibility of everyone feeling safe enough to give of themselves generously without fear of rejection or judgment. Giving and receiving overcomes competitiveness when done with true humility and without measuring whether I am getting back from others what I think is my due, rather than giving without expectation and receiving with gratitude whatever comes back. When generosity is the rule of our lives rather than the occasional exception for which we feel good about ourselves, then we know that we are on the right road toward our ultimate and true destination. Generosity allows us to share that journey by carrying one another's burdens so that no one is burdened beyond their strength. In Sermon 164, preached in Carthage around the year 411, St. Augustine told his congregation, If you give to a needy person who's got nothing, you reduce his load for him, which consisted of having nothing. If you give him something, he starts having something. His burden that's called not having anything is reduced. And he, in turn, is reducing your burden, which is called having more than enough. The two of you are walking along God's road in the journey through this world. What a great image to keep in mind as we journey through life together. Hoarding what we have rather than sharing it generously is like having way too much baggage to lug through the airport. It makes traveling hard and unenjoyable. It fills us with anxiety and worry for the safety of our stuff. Yet when shared with those whose journeys are made difficult by having too little, we are paid back in the very easing of our burdens and the enjoyment of our traveling. We are served as well as we are serving. And so we are that much closer to communion, our true and final destination. I can't end this reflection on generosity in the Augustinian tradition without talking a little bit about another great Augustinian saint, St. Thomas of Villanova. Thomas was a scholar and a teacher in 16th century Spain and was one of the most effective Catholic responders to the challenges brought to the church through that other Augustinian friar of the same time, Martin Luther. Thomas loved living the common life and loved giving away everything he had. The Pope, in concert with the King of Spain, appointed Thomas as Bishop of the Diocese of Valencia, one of the wealthiest cities in Spain, but one whose religious and spiritual life had grown corrupt through neglect. The result of this spiritual ne neglect was that along with being one of the wealthiest cities in Spain, Valencia was at the same time one of the poorest cities in Spain. 
Thomas arrived and offended all the important folks of the town because he looked like a beggar, wearing a shabby worn habit and had a hat full of holes. To assuage their embarrassment at the poor impression their bishop made, the priests of the diocese all chipped in money to buy him a new hat and proudly presented it to him. Thomas graciously asked them to take care of the poor the way they were taking care of him. Thomas invested the assets of the church in an orphanage for abandoned children, opened his home to feed the hungry, and did everything he could to ease the burdens of the poor. And he was never happier than when able to do so. His example was infectious enough that slowly and grudgingly, decisions were made in the city to more and more take account of the needs of the poor. The disparity of wealth decreased while the prosperity of everyone increased. By the time Thomas died, there was only one city citizen of Valencia who was truly poor by material standards, the bishop himself. In fact, as he was dying, he made sure that all of the few remaining possessions he had were given to the poor, including the straw mattress on which he lay dying. Thomas left no will because he had nothing left to give away. We can certainly imagine what an easy journey home he had without any burdens to separate him from the communion that was his and is our destiny. Peace and blessings on all of you. And may this time of stress and fear and shared vulnerability offer us invitations to the generosity that will lead us to our true home in communion with one another, with God, and with all of creation. <laughs>